You mean I can speak in a way that brings healing to my spouse and they can become fruitful now? I can speak in a manner that causes my spouse to get over past relationship issues, to get over past hurts, past pains. I can speak to my wife in a manner now that vir that's virtuous, that can take her from being unfruitful, that can take her from being, being this wife that, that was stuck in a rut or being this husband that was stuck in a situation and couldn't get past being uh, this or that. I, I, can now, I can have words that brings forth, yeah, you can do that. I think that's why this topic is so big right now with all of our couples and why it's been, you know, talked about so much and things like that. Cause people don't realize that people don't real, you know, you come in with, you know, they call it baggage and things from past relationships and you know, the other person, well, I didn't have anything to do with it. They just need time. Time will heal them. But really you're the one that can yeah, time. Don't heal know. a thing. Right. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Welcome to another <laughs> episode of win as one gospel love edition. I am Aviance. I'm Caitlin. I am Aramis. And I am Coach D. I thought it was wrong with this one. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the seating arrangement be real switched around this week. <laughs> D always go last. We ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm like, he over here acting. Boy, I tell you. Okay, so actually in our Coffee in the Morning Club, we've been talking about communication. Yeah. And folks have been raving about communication. Mm -hmm. They've been getting revelation. They've been getting mm -hmm. aha moments. They've been asking good questions. It's been really, really good about communication. So I really think we probably do need to just keep on this, hone on this, and talk more about it. So I know today we have four levels of divine communication you want to get into. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah, that's... Um that is important. I love the fact that people are having aha moments. People are getting um, the revelation necessary in order to enter into this, this, this whole idea of measure mastery that, that we're about to shake up the marketplace with, right? Mm -hmm. um, because your traditional, your traditional marriage coaching or marriage counseling, you know, they really deal with symptoms and they really focus on you know, trying to get people to do things. Mm. And eventually, that's an unsustainable model <laughs> when you focus on the symptoms and you got, you're trying to get people to do things before they actually be what, they, what, they're, what they're trying to do. Right. And, you know, what, what we've discovered is that before you could do in a sustainable way, you have to be, mm. right? And, and, and in order to be, there's some things you have to have in place. And so I think that's the difference in why we're seeing people... Um, as excited as they are, you know, having the testimonies that they're having is because, because our approach has been a little different um, when it comes to, you know, um, marriage. Uh, I had a I had a, a coaching session this past week, and um, the thought was the thought was uh, centered around centered around doing. And the questions that were being asked was all centered around doing. I said, well, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. You know, before we can start doing, we got to talk about you being, yeah. and and we have this thing where we where we we really we really believe in uh, identifying as a lover, identifying as a lover. Why? Because marriage was designed for lovers, right? right? And because marriage was designed for lovers, then you identifying as a lover will will put you in a position. Uh, I call it the divine law for great accomplishment or great achievement, right? God's first conversation or directives or instructions that he gave the man was be implying doing and you will come into having mm -hmm. right if you 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 
apply that to every aspect of your life, in this case marriage, if you be a lover, because marriage was designed for lovers, you'll do, which speaks to the activity, being a lover speaks to the identity or identifying, doing speaks to the uh, activity of a lover, and accomplishing or attaining speaks to the, the, the actions of a lover, right? Or the accomplishment of a lover, I'm sorry. That's Having good. I, I never thought about multiply as, as receiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I always thought of, of it as the, the part that you do. You mm. be fruitful and multiply, mm -hmm. like both actions. Right, right. Well, they, they, they kind of go hand in hand. They fit together, you know, um, but the ultimate end is dominion. Dominion speaks to the accomplishments, uh, the overcoming, the conquering, mm. the possessing, the marriage mastery, right? The husbandry, the heroic husbandry, the wonderful wifery. Like, it speaks to the doing. So, so we focus on you being first. And identifying as a lover is the key to being when it comes to marriage. It positions us to be under the law of love. Like, the law of love is where you want to get. Because the law of love actually operates like every other law. Mm. It operates like the law of gravity, yep. right? Once you, once you get under any law... You really, the effort, the effort, that's why we say marriage is easy. <laughs> because once you get under the law of love, now loving becomes effortless in a sense. So I actually been uh, doing a little seed planting from coffee in yeah, the morning clubs. Yeah, so I've been yeah. having my little divorce journey, you know, mm -hmm. little things or whatever on Instagram. And the one thing that I said, I said, you know, I learned from my spiritual father that marriage is easy. It's just yeah. dying to stuff that's hard. Mm. Somebody actually reached out to me and was like, what, what does that mean? Folk think you're crazy. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, they bad. don't. Like, they, they, they actually was like, I never heard of dying to self. Like, oh, what is that? Yeah. I actually so, had an experience with that. Yeah. Uh, so, and I kind of wanted to mention that, too, because I, I think for me, I've always been the type of person where, like, I guess I kind of understand it, like, strictly linearly. You do this to receive this. You do this to grow in this. You yeah. do that. You know what I mean? It's always about do, Right. right? And and when Damaris came with the B, it just flipped my whole world upside down. And, and, and it, it, that was a very, very difficult adjustment for me. But I'm going to finish what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> no, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Because you know I cannot show you interruption. Yes, you will. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, bro. No, 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 no. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Because I'm never getting back. Go, go. Hurry up. Hurry up. So, so, <laughs> I, got I, got him. I got him. The part about being, the part the part about being. So, so, oh, my my man. experience with that was uh, over the last couple, uh, over the last, I say week, right? I've had I've had two instances where where I was I was now aware of my my desire to love, right? And what what those instances of awareness did for me is they allowed me to see what I really desired, which was to love and then to act out of that instead of how 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 I would react out of, you know, whatever I was feeling. Mm. That's you, you, mm. Right. Right. Mm. And, and, and that's that's how I came into the understanding of what being truly is. It, it's it's not. It's not trying to get yourself to a point where you can be it, it, like I, I was really trying to understand it from my mind's perspective, my mind's perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I began to just, you know, just be in those instances and, and, and know what, what my heart's desire was and act out of that, oh, that was that was <laughs> 
that was the essence. I, like right I, it just kind of it just clicked. It just clicked. Like that's the around. essence of being. Right. Go the ahead. thought is rest. First of all, we just rest it. <laughs> right. right. The labor for the believer is to enter into the rest. Yeah. So the idea would be to enter into the rest of love. Yeah. Once you enter into the rest of love, Hebrews talks about the, 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 the labor is to enter into the rest of God. Once we enter into that rest, now the law can kick in. Mm. Now it becomes easy. Mm. And all I wanted to comment on before was... <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like it's my fault. I was going to say one thing. He said, he said when he came in, he said he turned his world upside down. Mm. Technically, oh, right side up. Right side up. Yeah. It turned it right side up because we got see 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 people get that mixed up and they take it from Paul, right? They you know you got folks based their ministry on turning the world upside down and turning. Mm. But, but mm. technically speaking, that was the people who were upside down mm. describing what Paul was doing. Mm. Paul wouldn't describe his ministry as turning the world or his business as turning the world upside down. He would describe it as turning the world right, right side, side up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because when man fell, he became upside down. Right. Bible says man, God has made man upright, right? Mm -hmm. But man has come up with his many thoughts or ways things are supposed to be. Right. When God created man, he was created to be a spirit-dominant being. Intuitive knowledge, communication with God, and um, conscience, which is your voice of the spirit. Your intuitive knowledge is your mind of the spirit, and your conscience is the connection we have with God. When we fail... It flipped. It mm -hmm. went to becoming a soulless being first. Mm -hmm. Bro right? thinking. Right? So. What I am too. I am too. Yeah. I am too. What? What? What you got? <laughs> well, go what ahead, you got? Girl. Come on, sis. <laughs> go. No, because when you said that God made us to be spirit, like a spiritual being first. Yeah. Like some, something just hit me because you know that saying where it says we're all spiritual beings having a physical experience or something right. like that? Mm, yeah. mm, something like right. that. That's right. And so when, when you said that, I'm like, man, that would be so cool to actually be from our spirit instead of our Yeah, you Now you're getting somewhere. Pleasure. Now you're talking about walking in the, at the level of life and being who you are that God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. the, the idea was God communes with our spirit. Then we ascertain the mind of God intuitively. And then we have a conscience, which is the voice of our spirit, which communicates to our soulish man, our will, our mind, our emotions, what to do. Mm -hmm. And now we execute. So you are a spirit being, being, human being, being. You start from your spirit. Yeah. Then it, that's why the Bible says, beloved, above all things, I wish that your, that I wish you to prosper. We have as your soul doth prosper. So now what's, what I am, who I am, my being is spiritual, Right then that has to be communicated to my soul or my soul has to come in alignment or submit itself to my spirit being. And now my soul communicates and dictates my actions. That's how it was intended to be. When man failed, that thing was turned upside down. Now salvation has come to turn it right, right side, side up. up. When we come into revelation, mm -hmm. knowledge as you came into, things are being turned right side up again mm -hmm. because now you're living from your being. Because you, you, you said something two podcasts ago because it's, you now have identified with who you are. Right. You've identified with, with what you were created to be, to do. You've identified. Once we all identify with being lovers as we were created in the image and likeness of our God to be, now we recognize whose we are who we belong to. We are the child of God. We are sons and daughters of God. Now we, now we can identify with whose we are. It makes it easier to embrace who we are. Now that I can identify with who I belong to, it makes it easier for me to embrace 
who I am in that person that I belong to. That makes so much sense because you know how we have like the ancestry thing and everybody wants to know where, where they come from and like everybody yeah. wants to identify who I belong to so that I know who I am. Yeah. Right. So that right. that's a great yeah. example because yeah. that that gives that gives me now a sense of of being. It gives me a sense of direction. It dictates how I behave and what I how I think. When you think, you take the African-American community, for example, when you think you come from Africa where they wasn't civilized, where you was, we was over there running around crazy and, and white folk came over there and helped us and rescued us, mm -hmm. that, that, that has an imprint or impli uh, implications on how you think. Mm -hmm. But when we really find out and we really discover that where we came from was one of the most civilized mm -hmm. uh, uh, areas on the planet mm -hmm. and that there was, there was order and there was organization and there was structure and there was business and there was economy and all that stuff, mm -hmm. that gives us a whole different identity. Man, I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. I'm supposed to be successful. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be this. So when it comes to marriage and you identify as a lover, man, now, now you're being who it is that, that you want to be. Now the doing isn't as grievous, it isn't as a struggle, isn't, it isn't something that's hard because you've identified now with, with being this, listen, you are a lover. You were created to be a lover and you have to embrace that. And I, and I, I, I overemphasize this because that is where marriage counseling, marriage, you know, premarital, kind of all that stuff, they fail because they start giving you all these things you got to do right. mm. to people who ain't Yep. Being yet. Who didn't identify yep. yet. And they may start off doing it. Mm -hmm. But then after so long, that thing get hard. So let's jump into it because I'm going to keep you on time. We need to do okay. that. We need to do that. Okay. <laughs> so once we have identified as a lover, how should our communication look? Well, <clears throat> there's four levels uh, we've discovered of divine communication. And we launch, we get that, we get that, uh, the foundation from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 29 through 30. It says, let not corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that administers grace to the hearer. And grieve not, Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let not bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be, uh, it says, be put away from you with all malice. See, I like the emphasis on be put away from you. Again, that goes back to being. So the way we put away bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking is by being first. Not by me saying, Amos, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Yeah. What Really, technically what I'm doing, I'm bringing you under law. Mm. Right? I'm bringing you under the law. Right? Instead of, my goal is, is to bring you under, under the law of love mm. instead of the law of works. Right? So we, we launched from there, and, and from there is, it was revealed to us that, you know, um, <clears throat> The, the four levels of communication starts with edifying communication. And the idea behind that is, is, is when I'm communicating, and, and, and let me say this too, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not something that you have to make up, right? Love comes with its own language. Once you enter into the law of loving, once you fully embrace and you identify as a lover, your lang the language of a lover comes with it, mm -hmm. right? So that language that language naturally builds up, mm. right? And naturally, when you communicate, you, you, you use words, you use phrases, you use examples, um, you use idioms, you use, you use uh, types and shadows that will build up your spouse and strengthen your spouse naturally, mm -hmm. right? You may have to put some thought into it initially, you may have to put, but, but there's a natural, like, 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 man, I just love talking to so-and-so because mm. when, when I'm done talking, I feel so edified. Mm. 
it's an effortless thing. It's an yeah. effortless thing. You just it just when you speak to them or when you're talking to them, you it knowing that you're talking to them in a loving way kind of, it just bounces back to you and you just feel and it's just it just happens. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just happens. Right. It and just it happens. happens. Right. I love what it does to my wife. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, I love what it does to my wife. Oh, eyes look a little look I a little. mean, well, she started with the eyes first though. Did you we see what she started little, with the eyes? Need, 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 need I mean, <laughs> y'all y'all need some time. <laughs> we got 14 minutes. You got some time. <laughs> Uh, we only need five. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no. I often say 14 minutes. I don't know if I said five. need more time than that. <laughs> but anyway, come on. Let's get moving. We like to keep uh, our no quickies roping. quick. All right. No. Today. Oh, my no, I'm gosh. joking. I'm joking. So, okay. So, my, my, my question is, and I'm going somewhere with this. Is it, is it, is it possible for our spirit to, to communicate with the source if we are not um if we don't have a relationship is like our, our, our is our spirit able to receive communication from god it, it, like is is there still an open line there if we have not engaged in a relationship with god well <clears throat> technically yes mm. um technically yes so you have we have to see this at as in levels or degrees right okay. so when man fail, the Bible says, the Bible says, the day that ye eat of this, the fruit of these trees, in dying, ye shall die. Right? So, mm-hmm. so death comes in two parts. Death is first separation, then it's cessation. Right? right? You pluck the apple off the apple tree. Right? The moment you pluck the apple off the apple tree, it's dying. Death has taken place. It's right. dying. Right. right? It takes now time for it to die. But separation is the first aspect of, of death, and then cessation is the second aspect of it. We automatically jump right to cessation, right? So when Adam <laughs> fell, there was a spiritual death that took place. Mm-hmm. Now, the death can be described or best seen as a comatose state or being in a coma. Now, if you've ever been around someone that was in a coma, right, they always tell you, be careful what you say around people who are in a coma. Mm-hmm. Because they're still aware, mm. there's still a level of communication, mm-hmm. but it's 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 blocked. It's not as clear. It's not as concise. It's 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 muddy, right? Mm. The waters, the 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 <laughs> static in a way. There's things that's that's barriers between mm. you and that person because of the level of communication. They probably are in a state where they can't communicate at all. But they're 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 and they're unable to really capture as clear as they would if they weren't in that comatose state. Mm. In a sense, spiritual death is not a complete death in the sense of cessation, but it's a, it's a death as in separation where they're still kind of like static on the line. The unsaved person, what we would call unsaved, the person that has not rekindled or reconnected through accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord, they still have that, that, that ability in that comatose state to pick up things as it relates to the spirit. That sense. That's one level. Okay. The highest level, though, to where there's clean, clear, concise communication. We read, we just read in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, where it says, whereby ye have been sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. So Holy Spirit is that communicative voice. Remember, he says, I'm going to leave you orphaned. That word orphan there means to be fatherless or without training or without a teacher. Um, no, I'm sorry, I, 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 I interpreted that wrong. I gave you the definition. It says, I won't leave you 
comfortless. Mm -hmm. That word comfort there means to be orphaned or to be fatherless or without a trainer. He says, but I will give you Holy Ghost that he may teach you and lead you into my realities for your life. So that clarity comes after you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and you've tuned in mm -hmm. to the voice of the Spirit of God. So those are the two levels that, that come with being able to hear or connect. Now, you can't hear clearly enough at times to per properly deal with issues and circumstances that might come up in a comatose state. Mm -hmm. Even in a, in, even in a uh, awakened state, if you haven't trained yourself to hear, if you haven't exercised your senses to be able to discern the will of God, your mind hasn't been renewed that you may know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, then you still need, now you need a coach. Now you need somebody like right. Coach D, or now you need somebody like the re relationship rep to help you in life in general, right? right? So those will be the two levels of communication when it comes to, you know, connecting and, and being in tune with your spirit. No, that's good. That, that's exactly what I was going after because I, I know, um, you know, People, people who aren't at that point of clarity where they don't need coaching are, are, you know, a lot of those people may be in the mindset that, you know, well, I do loving stuff. I, I you know, I, I, I say I love you. I, I, you know, I don't hold a grudge or, stuff or, or anything like that. They, they kind of they kind of focus on, um, you know, the bad stuff that they're not doing and, and, and not really focus focusing on getting better. Mm. You know what I mean? It's right. a settling process. <laughs> you said exactly right. It's, it's settling. But here's the thought to that, right? So, so there's this twin concept that runs throughout the, 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 um, the, the life of the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's a twin concept. You, you look at, really, it's, it starts with, with, with Eve's boys, right? It, most, most people don't know they were twins. Mm -hmm. like, like Cain and Abel were twins. The Bible says if you, she conceived, but then it says she brought forth. She only conceived once, but she brought forth two boys, right? right? So the twin concept, you see one was good, one was evil, right? But they're identical in nature. Right. If you've ever been around twins, I'm talking about identical twins. I grew up, my sister's best friends were identical twins, Trina and Nina. They were, I'm talking about you couldn't, you could, you could be sitting in front of them, you wouldn't know them apart, right? But the more that I got to know them, the more I can see the differences, mm -hmm. right? So when you have people who are in that state, well, I do good this, I do good that, yeah, so you have the soul, Mm -hmm. And the spirit, I believe if we can see them, they're identical twins. Mm. That's right? good. But That's good. one one operates from the soul. Uh, one functions and operates in love from the soul. The other operates from the spirit. Mm. Same actions. Yeah. Different efficacy. Different power. Man, different good. impact. Yeah. Different ability. Mm. Because you're now you're soul dominated instead of spirit dominated. Right. The the life of the of love that comes from the spirit through the soul is more powerful, is more impactful. But if you're just coming right from the soul, it don't, it don't have the same power. And it's work and at it's, that and point. And it's work, and you, and you got to work hard at it. But when that thing is flowing from being, from, from, from the spirit man, easy. and it's flowing through the soul, it's easier. Yeah. That's why we say marriage is easy. Yeah. But, it's, but, but you got to be positioned right. Yeah. Things got to be turned mm -hmm. right side up. Right. You got to be turned right side up. Right. right? And, 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 and it, comes through, it comes through the connection that we have through salvation, right? Um, edifying communication is natural, right? You speak, you speak from a perspective of, of uh, uh, an architect's strategically. Like when I talk to my wife, I'm, it's, like, it's like I don't try to be mindful. I, I'm just mindful to say things in a way that's going to build her up, that's going to strengthen her. That's going to make her feel like she's that woman that she sees herself being, even, even, when they're, even when she's not fully developed into that woman. Mm -hmm. 
I'll never forget, we started reading Proverbs 31 every single night before we went to bed, right? I started giving her words of affirmation and confirmation and comfort uh, every time she lived up to being that woman. See, but you remember we said you were, and now you're being it, right? Or you're going to be this woman. I see this woman coming forth, and when she didn't live up to what she thought she should be, I would then comfort her by saying, you know what, that's okay. You will be this. You will do this. You know, that type of com communication is edifying. That would be examples of edifying communication. And when you're a lover, it's just, I, I, wish, I, could, I wish I had a formula that I can give everybody. <laughs> it's just what it came out of being. Because for me, when I got saved, I am, I, I'm talking about, I dove into this thing full speed. Like the same way I went after becoming a professional football player is the same way I became after being a lover. And being a lover that God wanted me to be. Because I was the exact opposite prior to encountering this great love or what these loved us. So... And the thing about it is that you don't even have to edify while someone is up. I remember when I was married, um, my husband, I woke up to him praying over me. Right. You know, right. so like mm. your spouse don't even have to be up when you're edifying them. Like just the fact that you're edifying them even when they're asleep is still. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> you talk about, I used to preach to Leslie in her sleep, man. I've been preaching in her sleep, right? <laughs> she'd be asleep. Because I didn't know where he was by. Right, right, no, right. she'd be asleep, man. No, she'd be asleep. I'd be talking to her. I'd be talking to her like she wide awoke because the spirit man don't sleep. Right. Spirit man don't sleep. Mm. Spirit man don't get tired. It's the soulless man. It's the physical man that get tired. The spirit man ain't no, ain't no sleep in the spirit man. So she's picking up. She's hearing things, right? So edifying communication is that first level of divine communication where you speak words that, like another aspect of edifying communication that I love is, is, the, is the idea of being an architect who's strategically designing something. See, responsibility of a husband is to cleanse and to wash with the word of the word. Right, his wife, and so when when the Lord began to begin to show Leslie and I what what she, what she embraced, what she who she wanted to be, I began to speak to that particular woman. Hmm. I didn't speak to her as if she was, uh, you know, just this, for example, let's say third grade, fourth grade, right? I didn't speak to her as if she was in the third grade. I would speak to her as if she was a graduate student, right? Because that's that's where she was going, right. and you talk to them in that manner because I'm strategically. Um, designing something and I'm working on something or I should say we were and that was her becoming what she wanted to become you know so that that type of communication it just flows it flows out of being mm. when you when you're when you embrace that right then there's grace field communication and this is something that I really think um, we need to clarify the idea of grace first right the grace the, the definition or the description of grace is the divine influence upon the heart the person or the personality of someone or an individual and its reflection is seen uh, in the life of overcoming, right? When God, when the, when the Bible speaks of the grace of God, it's an empowering force. We specifically apply that to husbandry. We specifically apply that to wivery, right? Mm -hmm. There's a grace on us to be a husband and a wife. And we have to just know how to tap into that grace and that, and, that, and that power to be a husband and a wife. And it, it speaks of the ability to establish authority. Uh, and there's two aspects of that, the exousa and the dunamis. Right. Most folks, again, focus on the dunamis. Right. That's the doing. Mm -hmm. But the exousia mm -hmm. speaks to the position. That's the being. Right. right? Exousia in, in the idea of power means you have the authority or you have the right to do a particular thing. You have the capacity or the capability to do a particular thing. We have to first embrace our position. Right. A policeman, a policeman can walk up to a pedestrian and and ask them for their license if you were driving. Right. What, what gives what gives them the right to do that? The authority they were given. How how the authority they were given. But right. But it came. He can show you his badge. Oh, yeah. His badge represents. Mm -hmm. I have the authority to ask you to show me your license. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. 
but that's separate from the dunamis, right? He has the legal right to ask you for your, he's, he's, he's positioned, right? The idea of being speaks to us position. Doing now, the dunamis now is the doing of it. We, again, we focus on the, on the dunamis part of it. But grace-filled communication has an influence. It influences, as we were just talking about, your spouse in a manner that empowers them to be. Like, what husband doesn't want his wife to see him as her hero? Like, what wife don't want her husband to see her as his Wonder Woman? Like, like Superwoman. Like, folk walk around, SW on their forehead. Right? Superwoman. I see it. Forehead instead of the chest? Why gotta be? Well, because it's more visible. I can see it. She might have a shirt on. I can't see the SW on the chest. Okay. Right? I see it. I tell that all the time. You see that SW on your forehead? Yeah, that's why that's why I actually do that. I see it. So I see SW. Right? That that's the idea of it. What husband? So so but that's what the grace that's what grace field communication will enable you to be. Grace field communication empowers your husband to be that heroic man. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get over the visual of a big old SW on Kayla's forehead. Oh, well, you can see God. it somewhere else if you want to. Oh. <laughs> okay, and then we have kind communication. You can see it somewhere else if you want to. We have kind communication. I see it everywhere. Front, back, side, bottom, left, right. Graceville communication <laughs> is rewarding, ladies and gentlemen. It is rewarding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's down there. It's rewarding. Graceville communication <laughs> is rewarding. Like, those are the top ten implications or impact that Graceville communication will have. Uh, it speaks to the capability. It's yeah. sweet. Like sweet, like like talk to a sweet man. Talk to me sweet. Like what woman don't want to talk? Look at look at look, right. look. What woman don't want to be talking to in a sweet way? <laughs> talk to me sweet. Make me feel good, right? Talk to me. Talk to me. Right? It's charming. Oh, it's charming. Like what does charming mean to you as a woman? When your husband charms you, it's charming to you. I'm talking to the lady. Oh, um, it makes me blush. It makes me, you know, it. it Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you know the sweetness combined with it you just feel like mm. oh, I don't know how to describe it <laughs> the charm aspect of it I don't know. yeah there's a loveliness to to yeah. gracefield communication right. like it's lovely like like I was just I was just uh, we were talking about um, my son and his girlfriend I used to just love the way they talk to each other mm -hmm. like they talk to each other in a, in a manner it was yeah. just lovely to hear right, right? It's, it's lovely to hear a husband talking to his wife in a way it's like man Man, man, you talk to her like you love her, man. <laughs> like, no, really, really. I'm, I'm again. I was, I was coaching another couple this past week, and um, I was communicating to the husband. I said, man, I mean, I mean, man, your wife love you, your fiance, technically. I mean, um, it, it, you know, from the world's perspective. But I, I said, he said, well, I said the way she talked to you, I could tell, I could see it, mm. like you could hear it. It's mm. like in your, it's, it's lovely, right? It's affectionate. Graceful communication is affectionate, right? It kindles. Like, grace-filled communication ignites something. See, there's a man inside of your husband that needs to be awakened. There's a woman inside your wife that needs to be awakened. Grace-filled communication awakens, awakens the, the inner man. It awakens the inner husband. It awakens the inner wife that's in there. It, it awakens the being of the person. Hmm. Grace-filled communication. It goes deeper than the soul, right? So we have to, we have to we once we enter into the law of love, again, don't, you don't have to try to speak grace-filled communication. Right. What you have to do is enter into being and then subject yourself to the law of loving and grace-filled communication flows. It's a flow. Life was designed to be lived by flow, by rhythm, right, by, in harmony. And once you're in harmony with the law of love, now grace-filled communication, edifying communication, kind communication, 
right? Uh, uh, one of the characteristics of a Proverb 31 woman is <coughs> the law of kindness is on her tongue. Mm -hmm. And that word kindness speaks of being goodness, mercy, mercy, and faithfulness. And goodness speaks to how useful your words are. Mm -hmm. How useful are your words? Right. How, 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 how does your wife take what you say to her and think about it later and use it to build herself up or mm -hmm. use it to accomplish something? How useful are your words? Mm -hmm. How virtuous are your words? And just to give people an idea of, of virtue and what that means. Remember when there was the woman was, she was, she was, uh, she had an issue. She was bleeding, mm -hmm. right? In, in, in a sense, what that speaks is her inability to be fruitful, her inability to bring forth, her inability to, to, uh, uh, to receive and incubate and multiply. Right. This woman had issues. There's so many marriages right now, so many wives right now that's in the same situation this woman was in, right? They can't, a woman was designed to receive, uh, incubate, and then multiply, mm. right? You have so many wives that's in a position where they're, they're incapable of receiving because of, because of something that happened in the relationship with somebody else that a husband ain't got nothing to do with. So they're not receiving properly. Because they can't receive properly, now they can't incubate properly. And now that because they can't incubate, they can't multiply. And the dude's sitting there waiting for some, something to come forth. Mm. And nothing's coming forth. But this woman, this woman got to the point where she had spent all her living. She, she was tired of being with the situation she was in. And she pressed her way to the lover of, of all mankind. Once she tapped into love, what did Jesus say? I'm talking about, he said, the Bible said, folks was, folks was all around. Folks was elbowing on them. Folks was grabbing on Folks were pulling on Who he touched me? He said, who touched me? <laughs> Peter, what you talking about? You see all these folks around you? He said, no, 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 Pete, I, I, get, I get it. But somebody tapped into me. He said, because I felt virtue go out of me. Mm. Oh. The woman was completely healed. Her issue had dried up. Now, what's more important is now she's, now she's in a position where she can receive, incubate, and multiply. Mm. She can become fruitful now. Yeah. Right? She was excited. Mm. I can do something now. <laughs> Right. That's the that's virtue, though. You mean I can speak in a way that brings healing to my spouse and they can become fruitful now? I can speak in a manner that causes my spouse to get over past relationship issues, to get over past hurts, past pains. Mm -hmm. I can speak to my wife in a manner now that vir that's virtuous, that can take her from being unfruitful, that can take her from being being this wife that that was stuck in a rut. Or being this husband that was stuck in a situation and couldn't get past being uh, this or that, I, I can now, I can have words that brings forth. Yeah, you could do that. I think that's why this topic is so big right now with all of our couples and why it's been, you know, talked about so much and things like that. Because people don't realize that people don't real, you know, you come in with, you know, they call it baggage and things from past relationships, and you know, the other person, well, I didn't have anything to do with it. They just need time. Time will heal them, but really. Mm -hmm. You're the one that can. Yeah, time don't heal know. a thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> the power Your of death words. and life. The, I'm sorry, death and life is in the power of the tongue. But people, right. people usually think about that about communication outside of their relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't think about that within the relationship. Right, mm -hmm. right. And 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 the foundational principle for for doing is 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 faith come by hearing. We can actually say doing comes by hearing because in in in, in the Hebrew thought. Faith and doing are one and the same. It's, it's mm -hmm. one event. Mm -hmm. It's one event, right? Mm -hmm. We can say doing comes by hearing. Well, um, again, I was in the, in the coaching session, and, and somebody asked me this question. I think the husband asked me this question. He says, when it comes to uh, husband and, 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 and wives, and he was trying to describe the difference, naturally speaking, he was saying that 
wives, I mean, husbands are more of the thinkers and more logical, logical. and women are more emotional. And I said, okay, I, I'm not going to argue with that, but <laughs> why is that? Why do you, why do you, why do you think that? Mm. Well, that's just because what people say now. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. But, but, but she was created in the image and likeness of God, just like you was created. Yep. You don't have no more image and likeness of God than she has. And God is a thinker. Right. So that makes her a thinker. She's, she has the capacity and the ability to think just as well or just as deep or just as much as a, a man does. Yeah. A woman is not uh, 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 subhuman or subcreated in any manner. She has just as much power, authority, and ability as a woman that a man has to think, to calculate, to critical think. I mean, and the man, same way with his feelings. It's the same way. It, but, but because that's what we hear... That's what we embrace. Mm -hmm. We hear that all the time. Well, man, what, what, that, that don't mean it's right mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's what people say. <laughs> right? Well, we have to go back. It's upside down. Right. It's upside <laughs> down. We have to go back to the original way of thinking right. that God intended for the woman and the man to think at the same level, to feel at the same level, mm -hmm. to understand at the same level. Yeah. Right? We take the scripture of uh, the weaker vessel. And we think that means she's wicked. That, that's not, he was, that, he was using that as a figurative type because she's just as strong as a man is. Right. I mean, that's been proven, right? But, but, but because of what we hear, we adopt that as factual or truth and we get all screwed up. But faith cometh by hearing. When, we, when people start hearing this kind of lessons and these experiences, when we start hearing, I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is stuff that, that, that I've lived and, and a lot of other couples are living to where their words build up their spouse. Their words uh, uh, empower their spouse. Their words are, are useful and, and, and virtuous to their spouse. And, and the one, another one I wanted to talk, touch on was mercy, like the law of kindness is on her tongue. So kind communication is good. That means it's useful and it's virtuous and it makes better and it's merciful. It's the idea of mercy is to respond in a manner that's undeserving. So if Aramis says something in a stern way, uh, uh, you respond in a, in, a, in a kind way. You've just, you've just demonstrated or, or demonstrated the idea of mercy. Because how you just spoke to me is warranted of me speaking to you like this, right. me responding like this. Right. right? You just spoke in a disrespectful manner to me. So you reap what you sow. You should get disrespectful speaking back to you. Right. But the law of kindness being on your tongue, you show mercy. Mm -hmm. right? You respond in a way that's, you know what, which then coincides and connects to our next, the, the fourth level of communication, which is a soft, which is soft communication. Right? The Bible says a soft answer turneth away anger, wrath, frustration, disappointment, heartache. Right? And the idea of soft communication means tenderhearted communication, delicate communi communication, and considerate communication, right? A soft answer, right? That don't mean you whispering it. That don't mean I'm saying it, you know, um, you know what, man, you know, in a, in a, in a passive, soft way. Right. No, I can say it in a manner that as long as I'm, I'm, I, can, I, can be, I can be stern, I can be forceful, but I'm doing it from the heart. Mm. I'm saying it in a delicate manner. I'm saying it, I'm saying it in a manner that won't crush you. Mm. It might break you, but it won't crush you. Mm. It won't destroy you. And I'm saying it in a manner that I'm being considerate of how you might feel, how you might think about this, but it's still soft. Mm. And I'm saying it in a way that, that brings peace. Like soft communication 
the end of soft communication, the end of tender-hearted communication, the end of communication that's delicate and considerate is peaceful. There'll be a peace. Mm. And we got to work toward that peace. And we got to use soft communication, kind communication, graceful communication, and edifying communication until we get to that place of peace. Right. right? That's the end goal for a husband and a wife in their communication is peace, harmony, oneness. Right. This was good. Mm. Communication is always a good topic. We can always dive deep. But before he starts, go ahead and close us out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining us on another episode. Wait, wait, wait. Uh -oh. We got to tell them about our Coffee in the Morning Club. We got to tell them all of these things take place. We're talking about this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm. 8 a.m., 9 a.m. We got a community of couples that are moving into and growing into being marriage masters. And just go to our Coffee in the Morning Club website um, and you get all the information you need. Yep. Right, CoffeeInTheMorningClub.com. <laughs> um, so thank you again and enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>